Welcome back to Footwork, a podcast for those who dream big, never settle, and make their own path. I'm Sean. And I'm Dylan. Together with guests, we share stories and tips every Monday to educate, inspire, and create a community built of soccer players and dream chasers. Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. Yeah, so I know we said we were back, but uh, we got a lot of things cooking, a lot of things going on. And I think as we've always preached, Sean, like the soccer comes first um, until we hang up the boots and then maybe footwork will come first. But for us, a lot lot more will be explained in another update episode. But I guess just a quick thing is that I'm in Germany, Sean's in Thailand. So it's been very difficult to get anything going. But, you know, we thought we kind of had to come back in here and we want to try this new segment where we talk and we do some deep dives into the leagues to give you to give you guys, I guess, just a lot of general information, but a lot of specifics too, to kind of give you a more more insight and more heads up into the leagues. And, you know, Sean and I, after being in Germany for five and three and a half years, respectively, like I think we're pretty much I don't know if we're experts because we haven't played in every regional league, but we've talked with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. and we've experienced a lot of trials in other areas too you know we have an agent who we pick his brain at every moment basically i think we are equipped with enough information and we asked you guys on instagram to give us questions and thanks for your responses because that that obviously put a that lifted a switch in our brain to to tackle some more areas and we'll be pretty you know, I think we'll be pretty open about it. We're not going to give you like our exact contracts and stuff like that, but we're going to talk numbers. We're going to get into it. We're going to talk ranking the Regan Ligas, professionalism, wages and contract structures, visas, training, games, trialing, coaches, all that good stuff. So, yeah, I'm excited to dive into this one. We'll be diving into different leagues. We'll be having some people on, former guests, uh, experts to kind of give everyone a lot more information so that they, you know, cause you get it on Wikipedia, but I don't think you get these deep dives and the real answers. You get a lot of general shit. Exactly. Exactly. And I think it's, uh, yeah, it just, just judging from the questions we got to, we got a lot of questions, uh, through the Instagram story pretty quickly. And I think they're all good questions. And, uh, these are things we've been asked many times and also would have been great to know, uh, beforehand or in in my case now i'm in thailand i would have loved to have answers to these questions before i came here um we'll get in that to we'll a later a, date we'll have to do a thailand exactly. yeah we'll have to do a exactly thailand exactly too. the more information is usually best sometimes it's it's almost ignorance is bliss to go in somewhere um sometimes and just make the jump and figure right? it out exactly yeah. um but yeah so let's get started where do you want to start with this I guess we'll go over through a few intro kind of points before we get into some specific topics. So, yeah, I mean, the Regan Liga in general, it's it's a super interesting league because the structure of it, Regan Liga means a regional league. So for those who don't know anything, this is the fourth tier in Germany. It's separated into five different leagues. So you have the North, the Northeast, you have the West, you have the Southwest, and you have Bayern each with 18 teams they are it's a range between professional semi-pro and i mean it's i, I don't wouldn't say amateur but i guess that they technically they technically or you know they specify that as as amateur but at, even at every level i'd say 
99.9% are getting something. Yeah. So I don't know, like the, I guess amateur for me would be like, like MPSL or college, you know, where you're getting no money because they don't do that. Right. I think it just comes down to like the, the, the definition to them of what professional is. If you judged the game and everything around the game and the clubs and the training and the players, you would say it's professional from where we come from. It's just not listed because it's a regional league. It's not a, a countrywide league. They don't consider it professional. I think that's kind of what it comes down to. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I think you it, have it varies like by team varies, to team, exactly. by league to league. I would say that's the biggest thing is that all, a lot of these answers will vary because the Regan, it's crazy. Like there's guys who work full time jobs and then will train at night. There's guys who will do nothing else and, you know, make a ton of money. And there's there's a lot of in between. Right. I think that's what makes it vegan. I'll explain later on my answer, but I think the Regan League is like it's one of the most difficult and interesting leagues in the world just because of all everything that goes on with it. Totally, totally, totally. And with that in these in these leagues in all five regions, um, you have most, not every, but a lot of the second teams of Bundesliga and second Bundesliga clubs. So yeah. there you have full-time professional, really young players, players that might go up and down with the first team, play with the second team, or train only with the first team and play games with the second team and vice versa, have exactly. a really good time with the with the second team, injury on the first team, get called up, and there you go. They're now a first Bundesliga player. So you have that mix, and then you have – so they're kids. They're 18, 19, 20. 21 22 generally speaking some are u21 or u23 and then every other team is just men's football so you can have players 33 34 35 and you have a mix um with most of the teams you have a mix from 18 19 to an older an older player that's been around usually played higher or has been like a veteran in the league and now they're kind of just coasting in in the in the uh, regional liga yeah, exactly. And just to, to speak on the second teams too, like in our experience from playing in the North, you have the Vera Bremen, who's a Bundesliga team. You have their second team, although they got relegated last year, which is crazy. I mean, you have Hamburg, you have Hasvau, you have St. Pauli, you have Hanover, you have Holstein-Kiel. Um, I think that's it. I, and I tried yeah. to look at it because I think it's such an interesting thing of how many who are on the first team contracts, how many are allowed to come down and play in the regional league. And I'm not sure, but I guess we can just give from our experience, Sean, that usually when, when I would play them, because when I played at Notre State, I think we had a good field too. So more were inclined to come play on that kind of grass field. Mm -hmm. I would say we would get like three to five players each time we played us sometimes less, but yeah, three to five. And like, you play some guys who will play there and then two months like you've seen them play against, you know, Dortmund in a cup game or something or in a, in a league game. So it's it's kind of crazy how that can happen. But I, I quite like it because it just shows the level. Sometimes those guys don't stick out. Like, exactly. they, you're like, really? They're on professional contracts like this guy? Exactly. Like this guy came out in the 60th minute and did nothing. So yeah. it just shows you like. There are obviously big differences, but at the end of the day, there's not. I think with the same amount of resources and training, that gap is much, much lower. Yeah, and then with that, you have um, – so when we were there last season where both of us were in the league, there was a company called uh, Sport Total, and they did 
um, they did record a lot of the games through like an automated camera system. Um, the quality was all right. Sometimes the camera did funky things because it's just like AI recording the ball or following the ball. Um, but not yeah, every team had those. Unfortunately, my team didn't have a camera in the stadium, so none of our games were live streamed. Of course, we had our own recordings. Um, but this year, now every uh, every league, every uh, region has their own website that is broadcasted and with commentators. I don't know if they're all that's all sorted out already. I think the broadcasting is, but the commentators will be. I think that will be happening. Um, so that's great now. So every game is live streamed and there should be commentators uh, for every game in every uh, regional league. Yeah, and I think that's crucial for video too. You know, it's like yeah. kind of, I mean, there are there is video for everything that you can get from your clubs because everyone's doing film. So you right. kind of have your own, you have your own, um, whatever it may be, a lot of work with different companies that will, you know, tape the games and then you can get access to that. But it's nice too just to have that, those ones where you can send links or look at it really quickly and make your highlight tape. I think that was always good. And yeah, sometimes with the older streams, I mean, last year, I think it was, a, it was a lot better every year it got better, but my, I remember my first year playing in the regional league, it was like, you know, there'd be a goal kick it go up to the forward or something and it come back and look at a bird by the, by the keeper, you know, yeah, exactly. My dad would flip. He'd be like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, you know? This camera guy drunk yeah yeah um, so it's good that it's it's good that it's i mean every league has it now too and that's pretty right. good streams and yeah uh, it's i think you can access them worldwide which is nice for family and stuff like that and yeah so we had a question season when does the season start and uh so the preseason would usually be you're coming back um late june so that could mean that depending on the the region because each one is a little different usually they're starting um a week or two differently especially since corona everything's kind of varied but you're usually starting last week of july or first week of august for your first league game and then there's usually a break in the middle of december which around just i think a lot of teams will end either early december or, or mid-december depending on your schedule depending where you are the weather can be a little bit better in the south so usually that's two to three weeks and then you're kind of into a mini preseason and you're starting either late January, usually kind of usually February, though, right? Yeah, exactly. It depends. Um, it varies from team to team and how early teams want to come into preseason. Um, but yeah, exactly. The games usually start end of February and a lot of those get canceled or pushed back because of the weather. Um, mm -hmm. Also in the regional league, uh, it's mostly played on grass. I think there's a few exceptions, but because of that... Um, yeah, the weather in Germany in February and March is not good. And uh, be quite unpredictable. A lot of games get pushed back. Every year I've been in Germany, it's been the case. So I think it's normal um, for that to happen. It's funny um, here in region, region league. Like, yeah, no. It's funny. You said, <laughs> weird, you said huh? sport. You said sport, sport total. Sport total. <laughs> and I was like, that's hilarious. I've never heard that pronunciation. Well, let's go. Let's let's rank these region yeah. leagues. Regionally. Yeah, let's just go regional leagues. Period. You get it. You're listening to the episode. This is about Germany. Yeah, yeah. You're you're interested. You're gonna get some German exactly. Um. So then we can we can start with. So these are. I mean, we rank these basically on our experience. We've only played in the Nord, but we've had experience trialing or playing against teams in Sudwest and Nord Ost. Personally, I don't think we ever played a team from Bayern, right? 
or sued west i've never played a team from byron I've, i know i know players who have tried there and i've no players who have played in byron yeah um but i've played i've tried in the west and i played against teams in the west too yeah so based on everything we know play teammates we've had um the fan bases stadiums clubs professionalism um the west is pretty much considered the best that's also west true is the best west is the best it's also true because when they get promoted to the third bundesliga they generally stay up um very often they actually do really well when they get promoted so that also goes that the structure and everything around the club they have the proper investment and stadiums to do it um also it's just that area too exactly it's a hotbed it's a hotbed of yeah there's a a ton of big clubs and bundesliga clubs in that in a very small area so that what happens is every year you have the youth Bundesliga, which goes to U19. And then a very few, very few of those players make the jumps to first, second or third Bundesliga. And then where do they end up in Regionalliga? Um, and many of them just stay in the area. So they go to Regionalliga West. And then, of course, you have players going to that area because for Regionalliga, they pay a lot of money. So now you have players that could maybe play third Bundesliga or second Bundesliga where they have played. They go there because they can get a nice paycheck and the level is very high. The stadiums are good. Like we said, the grad, the pitches are nice. Um, when you compare them to elsewhere. Yeah. What about number two? I think as a number two. So number two for me, I guess, I mean, it's a difficult one. I think it could be a toss up. I, I usually hear that Southwest. So Sudwest is usually what I hear, but there are like a few really strong teams in the North host. I think based on what I've heard, I would say Sudwest is second. And that's Southwest. So that's, I mean, you have a you have a lot of teams there. It's kind of Frankfurt area. You have a lot of professionalism teams there, professional teams there. Um, I saw there was a team who, you know, made the jump twice from, like, I'm, I'm blanking on the name right now. Is it Ellisburg or, I can't remember, but made the jump twice from from the Sudwest into the third league and now they're in the second league. Yeah, it's um, Ellisburg, right? That's how you pronounce yeah, it. You can fact check on yeah. me on that. Because I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they did a double jump. Mm-hmm. Um, and I heard there's a lot of there's some big clubs there that have a lot of money, and I think the range there is also another thing where there's it's quite professional and um, it's a hotbed of talent as well there. And then northeast, nordost is kind of that Berlin-ish area, Leipzig area. There's some really big teams there. Um, I think. It may vary a little bit more in terms of talent from the bottom to the top, um, but usually you would hear third is nord nord east nord northeast, and you can hear that their style can be a little bit more direct. So sometimes they're looking for those specific types of players. Um, but yeah, there's some there's some big clubs there, and um, I think that would go into the third slot. Yeah, exactly. They have they also have a lot of teams. Maybe half of them have big fan bases, a lot of fans every game. Um, but like you said, it's they it's considered what people say, or at least teammates have said, that it's very direct, athletic, very physical compared to elsewhere. Um, yeah. But playing in the league is awesome because most of the teams are fully professional, um, pay well. And like you said, you when you have half the teams having big fan bases and big stadiums, it's just a great league to play in. Absolutely. Then next we have our league, Liga Liga Nord. 
and uh yeah it's a mix so um i guess we could say in our experience every year there was pretty much one team that was maybe not really up to par but it wasn't an easy game um and the level from top to bottom was pretty competitive i mean last season it was extremely competitive there wasn't really there was one easy game or two easy games a year one team yeah um, emden was struggling but from top to bottom last year was extremely competitive which um I don't know if it's always you, like that or it was an exceptional year, but it was. I think uh, there's always like there's always really usually tight. a few, and there's o- there's always usually a few at the top that are really good too. But I think last year, what you can see is when there's a lot, not just like one or two, but there's a lot of weird results. You see it, and you're like, "How did this team beat this team?" When we beat this team, you know, it's like right. there's a lot of those, and I think that makes for a very interesting league. I know a lot of people throughout Germany, I guess, in other regions coaches and scouts and things like that or sporting directors don't look at the north that great but i think i think that's starting to change because of you know teams getting promoted hopefully those teams that get promoted can stay up in the third league that'll show a lot of growth um but you see when there's a lot of and we'll go into kind of the promotion it's a weird it's a weird kind of schedule in terms of the promotion how it happens the structure but you'll see a lot of the times when these North teams play other teams, like they do quite well. Um, and from our experience in playing in, in friendlies against other teams, like you can see that we do quite well too. So I think that's starting to change. I think a lot more, as a lot more teams kind of venture into that full-time professional um, avenue or, or area that you'll see it even more. But I exactly. think what will come, I think what will come is if you get a few that jump up and stay in the third league, and then you'll start to see that kind of filter in a little bit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I can't recall past three seasons, but the last three seasons, uh, a regional league and North teams got promoted. Yep. Or and sometimes it's direct promotion. Row, sometimes so. you have, exactly. sometimes it's direct, but other times you have to play in a playoff. It always switches. Exactly. So yeah. one time, every league will have one year where they'll have a direct promotion. Like North was last year. So they had a direct promotion, but the year before they won their playoffs and and got up. So, right. Yeah. So it's interesting. I think it's growing, but I still think there's a, I don't know if it's a stigma, but I think a lot of people look down it as a, as a weaker of the five leagues. And that brings us to our last one, which is Bayern, which if people play in Bayern and disagree with this, please let us know. We'd love to hear more, but just, just from, us talking to agents and people who have played there or trialed there. We have, I've never played a Byron team. I've never trialed with a Byron team. So I can't say like from my personal experience, this is just from talking to people that people yeah. usually say Byron is, is the least um, the level is, is, is the lowest. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I can't say much on it, but it's definitely spoken about the least and you don't hear often teams from Byron getting promoted. But I'm not going to talk year. down. I'm not going to talk no, down on our, exactly. our boys from Bayern because they, I'm sure it's they feel the same way as the North. I feel I'm sure they feel disrespected. Exactly, exactly. I hope so you don't hear this we'll rain right now. Is when it rains here, man, it pours. It, when it pours. Rains, it pours. <laughs> the monsoon happening in the background of Sean. I think let's go into some. We talked a little bit about the competition level, but let's talk about professionalism. And again, you'll hear this answer come up quite quite a lot today is that I think across the board it's it varies but even the teams that don't market themselves as full-time 
because many don't because they're not trying to get those types of players or they're trying to at least have this image where they're not that team. Um, it's usually quite close to full-time or high level as professionalism. Even the teams yeah. that train in the afternoons or in the early evenings, it's very professional in terms of what you're able to get, you know, the access you have to things and the level of training and then, you know, the taking care of your bodies and, th and things like that. I would say across the board, it's professional, just there's different factors that head into it that make some teams more professional than others. Exactly. Uh, I mean, it, that's exactly what I would say. I think some teams, of course, you have the, the youth teams, the U21 and U23s, the Bundesliga is there as professional as you can be. Um, you have another mix. This now depends on the region too, that are also training in the mornings or early afternoon. Um, they'll be more professional. And then you'll have guys in the afternoon train at 6.30. And you'll have a mix of uh, students, some people that have a job. Um, but like Dylan said, the level is still extremely high. I've been a part of one of those clubs at Haida. It was like that. Um, and it's still professional. You're training every day. The access things you have. And uh, I feel like in, in with those teams, generally speaking, they just have less money that are, they're investing in players. So they attract that type of player that has the level, but has a job or is working or it's a student with a yep. mini job. Um, but they still compete. It's not like they're always at the bottom of the table. That's generally actually not the case. Yeah, because I think what you see a lot in Germany is like, if you haven't made it into a professional academy or a second team or something like that, a lot of guys will kind of hedge their futures where they'll get that like internship is the kind of the translation. It works a little different in Germany where they'll get like, or they're like a trade job or something and, and train for that and do uni. Like a lot of guys will kind of hedge their futures because they're not, when they reach 21, 22, 23, and they haven't gotten that contract or haven't made that jump from into the third league or, you know, for a professional team that they'll start to look like, okay, I'm going to do this not as my full-time future. I'm not going to put everything into this. So you see a lot of guys kind of hedge that stuff, but those guys still have an incredibly high level. And then, you know, oftentimes they'll hedge and then they'll get a shot. So, you know, it still kind of gives you that platform for it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the perfect example is a former assistant coach of mine, Fabian Boa, played for St. Pauli's second team, was a police officer in the in the Regional Liga, then made the jump to the second Bundesliga, still played, still was a police officer because he never thought it would stay. He thought it was just a temporary thing. And then played, I think, an entire season before saying, okay, maybe this is real. And then he quit his job. But yeah. it's... Kind of the the culture, actually. A lot of the players, when they're, I mean, it's early 20s, but it's, they think, okay, I'm not going to make a big jump. I can start the next chapter of my life while still playing at a really high level, earning some mm -hmm. money from football still. But you can do both because there are teams out there in the league that train at night. So you can do things during the day in the mornings and still train at night. Yeah, but again, like, it, it varies again by league, I think. Like the West, I don't think anyone trains at night. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe there's one or two, but I don't think really. I think most would train in the mornings. So even so, you'll still you'll still have guys who have side hustles and stuff like that, but a lot won't. I think in some areas where like the North has quite a few teams where, and maybe that's why the North kind of gets that rap because there are quite a few teams that train at night, but. It's the same thing as as Sean said, like the the level is still there. And I think 
I give kudos to all those guys because it's incredibly hard to balance that schedule and still play at that level. That's super high. Like, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it is. And then uh, where are we going now? Wages get into wages. Yeah. Get into the contract. Yeah, Everyone wants to know a, this. This is a this is a hot topic. Always. This is always a hot it. topic. And I think we've been a little hush hush in it all just because I don't know. Sean is at and I we never really kind of want to reveal our contracts just because there's a lot of things that go on too. So, you know, it's tough to be honest without, you know, saying some things that maybe, you know, you don't really want to be preaching all the time, you know, or be outing clubs or, or deals or anything like that. So we'll give ranges again and we'll give kind of ranges based on each one. But the, the, the I guess the first range is quite hilarious because I don't know. I've never met anyone that was getting nothing. But Sean, added I do that. Do you, you, yeah. Okay, so you know some players who who have played in Regan Liga and have got absolutely nothing. Correct, zero. So it exists. I mean, I guess so sometimes as a player, if you're trying to prove yourself, maybe those players or you know, like they, they'll get the last spot on the roster or something like that. Like there is one thing that I think is quite whack is that there is no league minimum. Yeah. Because of that, and I think that's why Regional Liga will stay as a semi-professional league for now because of that. Because once you go professional, I think there is a league minimum. Maybe not in Germany, though. And there isn't, because I know third Bundesliga is a situation getting, where they weren't getting much money. Yeah. So I'm not sure. That's a great. That's a really good question that we could uh, look into. Or maybe yeah. someone listening out there can let us know. But uh, generally speaking... You can you have a range from four fifty a month to we could say four thousand. Now that range also goes down to zero or two fifty a month, and that top end could go to ten thousand. Or in some crazy cases, have you heard of people getting ten thousand? Yeah. Yes. I've heard of I've heard of ten thousand before. I've, did you say fifty? I've never heard of fifty. F- 15, 15, 15. Oh, fifteen. Okay. Yeah. Now, yeah, in I mean, these cases, these are players that played in either Bundesliga, second Bundesliga. The team's trying to get promoted, so they sign yes. a few of those guys, and they're also investing crazy money. Now, the teams that did this, they didn't. It didn't work out because yeah, it doesn't always work out just behind these players. Because uh, there's one funny story. Actually, a team did this. They brought down a Bundesliga legend. Um, I think he was getting around fifteen or twenty a month, which is insane. And uh, yeah, like two months into the season, him and the president got into like a disagreement and they sent him to the second team, which played in the seventh league. And uh, for the rest of the season, he played in the seventh league and got 20,000 a month. And that was it. So is this is this, is this public information? It must you be. Hear this I'm from? sure it must be. It must be because like he was, you know, signing autographs, taking pictures before games because he was a legend at his Bundesliga club. And then he was playing seventh league. Yeah, that's so funny, man. <laughs> that's so funny. But this is an exception. Yeah, so that's that's an exception. That's an exception. And again, the differences in leagues and our experiences, obviously, like in that situation, good players get more, and you'll see that across the board too. Like, I mean, it's at every level, but sometimes the the level between the the highest and the the smallest earning player or the lowest earning player can be quite big. Um, there are a lot of different factors that go into it, depending on the club, depending on if you're a foreigner, depending on how much is given into your bank account that's taxed. So, you know, net as opposed to 
what they call Schwarzgeld under the table money. Um, some clubs will give apartment. Many will give apartment, I would say, especially to the, mm-hmm. to, to the best players. Um, um, in a club like, you know, if you're kind of living out there, I guess in the sticks in those clubs, I'd say most of the times they'd be giving housing to even uh, smaller earners. Yeah. Um, put players together as well for those types of players. Exactly. You know, they'll they'll yeah, put four and, in a house, stuff like in that. In terms of in terms of car, I would say that that's usually not really provided in Germany, from my experience or from hearing from other people's experiences, mm-hmm. especially foreigners. Because if you've lived here, usually you would have a car or something, or you would just lease it yourself from your contract. I'd say mm-hmm. that happens more often. Um, I've never really heard of guys getting cars, and I got a but car it in Australia, but yeah, it exists. But I would say I mean, it's it, not yeah. so common. At my last Again, club, it happened. So it's it okay, it varies yeah. exactly. It varies, yeah. Some teams will have deals with auto dealerships, and then exactly what it was. That, exactly. So that's like that's what happened. Sponsor, it's got all sponsor tags in the car and all that. But yep, for some players, they got it, and it's great. Then they have a way to get around. So some some clubs that are more, I guess, semi professional will give like a two. So they'll give different contracts and different structures. So there'll be like a mini job contract, which is 450 pretty much across the board is like, that's what a mini job is in Germany. It's basically a part-time job. So they'll give you a contract for that. And then they'll give you like a coaching contract. It's called like an Ubungsleiter. And then they'll have, depending on, you know, their structure, their tax structure, how they want to do it. Either they'll give, lot of money under the table they'll give money in different ways they'll give you huge win bonuses um it's again it can really vary team to team place to place so yeah if that's not the answer you're looking for i'm sorry but that's that's the answer we can that's get. the reality of it exactly that's the reality of it yeah um and um what about uh, you wrote down insurance here yeah health insurance kind of talk on that too health insurance um generally speaking if you're getting over over 450 a month, I think it's 520 now is like an official contract it's called. So it's mm-hmm. actually, it's called a contract. Um, contract then, player, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Then health insurance is provided through that. So it's like you, your the cost of the health insurance would be, it's a percentage of what you earn. I think it might be like 15% or something. And that would be your health insurance fee per month. Um, and that would automatically be triggered if your contract, if your official contract is, exceeds that amount. Um, yeah. But once again, this depends on the club. Um, but that's super helpful to have. Exactly. I mean, exactly. You want to get that, basically. You're not paying then, exorbitant amounts, and then you're also getting treatment or getting MRIs when you need them and things like that. Right. And you just go to the doctor right. and you give them your card and that's it. You don't ever pay anything out of pocket. Um, as players as players who's grinded out in, in, in lower leagues, as I'm sure a lot of our followers have or are trying to, like having that security of health insurance when something goes wrong is always just an added bonus. Of course, like if you can go back to the US or wherever you are and you have health insurance, like that's cool too. But when you're there in that country and you're trying to make it like your new home to feel like, oh, I don't know if this MRI is going to get covered is can be quite fucking annoying. Yeah, it's not but good. Germany's really good with that too. Like you're once you're in and you kind of have something, like you're you're straight, which is very, very nice. It's definitely a headache that's kind of tossed away. Yeah. And actually staying on that topic, if you are making earning less than that, which 
both Dylan and I have. Um, there's there's other private insurance you can get that also isn't expensive but covers pretty much everything. So you definitely want to have that because it's worth it. Because if you just go once, it's it's uh, it pays for itself. So yeah, and especially like when we were, which was like you know, I I got injured and didn't actually have insurance yet so that was like i had to pay completely out of pocket which again in germany is not so bad but like um yeah the re i would say most of the time you're getting that in the in the regional liga but yeah obviously obviously there are a few exceptions based on who you are and obviously as a foreigner can be a little difficult to get everything situated before you have to play so there's a lot that go into it and we always tell players like you know hit us up or whatever, but try and have the foundation of everything you need before even coming into the country, or at least try and get that a lot done within the first week, because it can really set you up for that contract. And I think let's go into a little bit about visas. So there's one thing as a foreigner, I think everyone needs to know is that you need to have a valid visa for the duration of a season. So that's just in the regional Liga. I think Oberliga is different where you can kind of play on tourist visas for a bit, but you have to be trying to get a visa. But I'm not positive on that. I think that can be quite uh, up for debate in some t- t- times, but we did that, and I know a lot of players have done that. But in the Regional Liga, you have to have a valid visa from when the when you're playing, so when your first game is, until the end of the season to be able to sign that contract. Which Otherwise, is, a club can't right. register you which is officially June 30th. So it has to be June 30th or later. Um, the season generally ends the end of May, but the official season goes until June 30th. So in order mm-hmm. to play a game in the regional Liga, you need to have a visa up until that point. Um, yes. Otherwise, you can't play. With the Oberliga, I believe you're supposed to have one, but it's not checked like that. You can still get a player pass without it. With the Regional Liga, it's a little more professional and they check these things and they basically won't. I don't think they give the player pass until they see that. Um, exactly. So that's like that's a really important point to know because, um, yeah, if you're first getting to the country, getting the visa takes a while. And uh, so it the Regional Liga might not just not be an option unless you unless you get a visa through the club, which we could talk about a full time soccer visa which you have to earn over a certain amount. I'm not sure what that is. Do you know what that is officially? No. So I tried doing a little bit of research on it, but it's, it's difficult to say because each each place is different. So East Germany, say, West let's, Germany let's is just different say completely. It's probably like 3,000 euros. So it'd be the higher end of an average contract. Um, some, some I think you can get away with less and then they will do some things like shifting money around again where mm. they'll say you're kind of working for the club or things like this. Right, I know clubs right, will right. do that. So there, there are different ways to get that visa. I would say it's not... I mean, from my, from my experience in talking with players, I've never got on that kind of visa. So I've been on other visas for my entirety in Germany. But I would say it's probably... If you're playing the Regionalliga as a foreigner, I would say it's it's less than 50% that you would get that. Yeah. Because even if you're going to get that money, which many do, it's going to be in different ways, which wouldn't be, it wouldn't meet the threshold for what they're looking for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I would say the the only exception is the players in the youth Bundesliga teams will definitely have that. Yes, pretty um, much across the board, I would say for them. Probably most people outside of those systems don't have it. 
Um, and the, the thing is too, is like, if they can, they don't necessarily, I mean, obviously you're going to come in and you want to be a baller and you know, everything, but a lot of the teams won't need a non-Euro player to like completely make the difference. So they're not going to blow their, their budget for a lot of players. So there's, there's just different ways. And that's why I think it's so important to do the research, to have a visa. So regardless of what that money is, you're straight and you don't have to, you know, plead with a club. Cause that's your only option is for them to give you a sporting visa. So like we have, we have a thing on our website, which tells you how you can get a language visa, which I did my first year here. There's also like other visas you can do uh, um, research on. So there's other visas you can get, but I would say to make sure that you do that research on those ones and see that you can get them and kind of go through the checklist because a lot of the times you're not going to get a full-time soccer visa. Yeah. And I think they're making it harder too. So just that there's not a lot of funny business. That's what I've seen yeah. in other countries too. They're making that kind of harder um, to get for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I then we can move on, on to, uh, I think visa is good. Yeah. Then training, um, generally speaking, I think five days a week would, and the game on the weekends would be the general schedule. This also varies team to team. Uh, just say you play on the weekend. It could be four days a week. It could be six if you have a morning session. We've both played on teams that did that consistently or never did it. Um, so between, I would say five or six is more the most common. Five is probably the most common. Uh, you do have occasional, they call them English weeks, is when you have a game midweek, then training. This also varies from team to team. Some will have a training just to have recovery. Some teams won't, mm -hmm. just say rest. Um, obviously, the more professional teams will usually have a recovery session, so you have to show up. Or the other team will just say, okay, you have the day off, and then we'll meet again whenever, a day before the next game, and then kind of go from there. Um, exactly. What about physios? Yeah, I would say, again, like some teams, I mean, every team should have a physio. I would say most teams you would have access to a physio every single time, every training. Um, there's usually some type of schedule where you got to like get in contact with them for treatment yeah. before or after. Um, and I would say, obviously, that I've I've even I've trialed with teams who are morning training sessions and I haven't seen physios there sometimes. So like. Again, it's not just necessarily the teams that train in the mornings have like all the extra things every single time. It depends on the club and the club's investment and the club's belief that it's there. Also, you know, how many physios they have because usually physios have other jobs in this league. So they're used doing this as a mini job themselves. Um, but I would say most of the time they're there. I think a lot of the, yeah. a, a few, a few clubs pull their, you know, kind of, drag their feet on the issue a little bit, but usually you can, you can get things looked at like right away or you yeah. can get massages. You can get all that stuff to, to make sure that you're, you're good, which I think is so is super important. Yeah, exactly. And then in, in terms of any injuries and stuff, if the club doesn't have a team doctor, they can sort it out pretty much right away, um, which is also mm -hmm. a big difference from the Oberliga where some of those things you have to do on your own. And um, yeah, physios are not, generally there in Oberliga. So that's that's a big difference. Like you said, most of the time there's a physio. Sometimes there isn't. Depends on the club. Um and most have most have a, a club doctor who's usually pretty yeah. pretty high up in some regard in terms of 
like we had our, back in my old club, there was the club doctor used to be the club doctor for Haasvau and still worked with a lot of professional teams and different sports and everything. So like you have that access to that, which I think is very key to get diagnosed like quickly and then get your treatment or know that you can, you know, still play or, or, you know, you need a few days or your week or whatever. Um, I think that's super, super important. Yeah. Then uh, the games, the amount of games. So excluding the past few years because of uh, Corona, where they expanded it and didn't relegate teams. There's 18 teams um, in each of these leagues. You play every team twice. So that's 36 league games. Um, then every team also participates in their local their local area uh, cup games, Pokal games. Um, and now that varies from region to region. So uh, I think Hamburg, which you wrote down here, eight games. And I believe that's right because there's a lot more teams you play against. Mm-hmm. Um, but where I played the past two seasons in Schleswig-Holstein, which is basically everything north of Hamburg, <clears throat> you actually only play four games max. So you play... Um, I guess it'd be around a 32 game, then six or 16, eight, four, and then the final um, for a regional league team. I think Oberliga teams might play an extra game, um, mm-hmm. but that all depends I think so on the region. Too, but maybe. Yeah, and it's and this is not this is not region to region. This is state by state. So right, like Hamburg is a state and Schleswig-Holstein is a state, but they both play in, in the same region when it gets to the fourth tier. Right. So it's basically winning out of your city. And then if you win out of your city, then you get to play in the DFB Pokal, which is when you get you can play a first or a second or a third Bundesliga team. And that's when I played Bayer Leverkusen and stuff. So you have to win out of your city or your state, and then you can get into it. So, yeah, like more like cities where there's a lot of lower league teams will have a lot more games, like just like Sean said. So there's, there's the opportunity where you're playing – 44 games in a season, which I have. I mean, I think I didn't play all 44, but the team plays all 44. But 36 is the minimum. Or yeah. 37, because you'll at least get one Pokal game. Right. Um, then Let's... trialing, this is another... Yeah, big, we got a few question. on the trialing. Yep, and I think um, you talk about it across the board, too, in terms yeah. of everywhere. But I think in terms of Regionalliga, like... It's tough for me to say, like, email a team and then they'll, like, get back to you because I would say that's rare. I would say having connections is the best thing. Knowing people who know your game, who are willing to vouch for you is the biggest thing. Or, yeah, I mean, working with agents who are good agents and know you and know your game and you trust them, I think, also is a great way. Um knowing players who have played there and can ask their coach to get you to, you can come to a training. I've even seen guys just show up to, to, you know, offices and be like, I'm here. Can I train today? I think those yeah. ways are the best ways. I would say again, email tough, maybe, but probably not call is a little better, but again, you know, they've never seen you. They don't know you. They have no reason to really, it's much easier to do that in the other leagues. Cause a lot of the times they're looking for players even in a training. So they're they're willing to take a risk on one training, you know. But if you bring a training level down and a regional league of training in the, the week, like they don't like that. Coaches don't like that. Sporting directors yeah. don't like that. The other players hate that. So that's kind of the reality of it. Yeah, then in terms of best times, I think um, 
if you have a connection, it's great to get in at the end of the season, um, say April, May, because they might, if they're safe in the league and they're not so stressed about each game on the weekend, um, they'd be open to have a look and at the possibility of preparing for next season or maybe an official invite into preseason. Um, the problem is if you go in during a preseason, so if you go into the end of June when they start or middle of June, beginning of July is they most likely have the inc- complete roster full with the side for mm-hmm. a few spots, but those spots are saving for a player that they know, a player that's well known in the region or in the league. Um, and yeah, unless you're, unless you're going to come in and be in the starting 11, it's pretty much, they're not going to be interested. Uh, and that's from my yeah. experience, from what I've heard from players, that's pretty much in the summer when they're already in preseason. Um, that's kind of what they're contemplating. Is this player going to be a, a starting 11 player immediately? Or if not, I don't think they're going to waste waste their time or money. Yeah, the best is to get on their radar as early as possible, like yeah. to build off that. Because, you know, a lot of, like in any place, a lot of the things are based on CVs and past past experiences. So a guy who has, a, you know, even if he didn't play that much, if he has some third league games, they're going to take this guy 100% over a guy who, you know, played in the MPSL in the U.S. Because what what does that mean to them? You know, they know that if this player could play at the third league, obviously he can be a difference maker here. Even, like, if he's, you know, been injured or whatever, like, they're going to take more chances on that guy than the guy coming in. So that's why we always say either come and, you know, lower your expectations and start a little lower so that you can, you know, ball out and rise quickly or come early, you know, use connections, and get in and, and make an impression like right away so you're on their radar before they're thinking about bringing those guys down yeah good then uh coaches are there professional coaches i think was one of the question um mm-hmm. questions we got and i think once again this is a mix i think most of them or if i think they all have to have you if a license I think that's to be a minimum coach, to be, be a, a head coach. To be a head coach in the Regional Liga, I've had assistants. I know don't that. need it, but yeah, I've had uh, a coach that had UEFA Pro, which is the highest you can have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, the assistants that can vary. I think I don't even think I don't they're know what license they need, but they're usually working yeah. on it exactly. Um, some teams will have. Um, generally speaking, I feel like most teams have a head coach, assistant, and a goalkeeper coach. Um, yep, definitely. Pretty much I would everywhere say every across has, the board. I'd say every team that. has that, and yeah, then some will uh, have more coaches, two assistants, or a, exactly um, fitness coach or something like that. Right. And then in terms of full time, it's the same as we said before. It all varies. So there's definitely a lot of teams that have full time coaches, and there's definitely teams that they're not full time and they do something else, and then train in the evening. So pretty much, I don't know what else there's to say on that. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of what it is. Like, yeah. I think you can get full time gigs. I think you can get gigs that would you could live off of too. That's the thing too is like across the league as players and as coaches, I think you can get contracts which you can hundred percent live off of. But there's also a lot of time, and you kind of feel like, well, you know, I have this time. Why not get a side gig? on my computer or something like that. I think that and especially now in that age, you'd see so many people doing that because, yeah. you know, even if you train in the morning, train at 10 a.m., you're done by 1230. You have, 
you know, you maybe you do you stay until one or two or whatever to do some more work and lifting and stuff. But from two to nine or whatever, I mean, you got seven hours. There's a lot of time to chill and hang with friends, but there's also a few hours you can put on work and, and yeah. make money. You see that across the board. Like even when Sean and I were making enough money to live off it, we were still doing other shit because it was like we have time. And, right. You know, we want to do other things. You know, we don't want yeah. to just be able to live off it. We want to be able to thrive and travel and right. you know, buy multiple boots and shit like that. So like, I think that's what you have to realize is um, it's the Regan Liga, besides those few high, you know, earning coaches or players that are like super high there. Most of the time, it's good to have a, a side hustle. Yeah. I would think in I would say in general, it's not really a league where you're gonna make, you know, tons of money. Like the level of the level of football and the amount you get paid doesn't match up to many other places where now to the rest the of the level world I say, I might agree. be less than the Regional Liga, but you're getting a lot more, or it's the same level mm-hmm. as the Regional Liga and you're getting significantly more. Um yep. that's what is really cool about Germany. Maybe I don't know how it ties into there or even how it happens. It's just the system and culture, but mm-hmm. um yeah, just fact is, as a coach, as a player, you're not going to earn that much money compared to the level and the standard um, that's set. So yeah. that's kind of across the board. Even like I said, in third Bundesliga, we know players, and it's also the level is extremely high, yet the salaries, you'd be shocked uh, to hear some of the salaries that people earn compared to elsewhere. Yeah, because yeah, there's, I mean, there's a lot of smaller countries and st- stuff like that that would pay enormous amounts in a first league or a second league but those leagues wouldn't match up to the third bundesliga and sometimes wouldn't even match up to the regional liga so that's just what it is i think because germany because the level is so high and because it looks so good on your cv there's so much competition so that sometimes teams or just i guess the entire soccer culture in general can kind of use that in their favor i guess for clubs they can they can get away with not offering that same amount but when you see some of these stadiums and training facilities and what goes into it, and then, you know, you'll get that somewhere else and they'll be making, you know, a hundred thousand a year, which is, doesn't really happen here. Right. In the Regan Alley. Like you're not going to make a hundred thousand. Yeah. Yeah. I think we'll go on to the last question, which was, I think a good kind of place to, to wrap up. And uh, this is more on a personal level for us. And it's, What's the biggest thing you've learned from it? It's a great question. I was thinking about this, obviously, before we started. I mean, I think overall, the biggest thing I've learned is how much I've grown as a player. Like a yeah. ridiculous amount, despite us being older. I mean, I'm 28, and I started in the Regional Liga when I was 20, 24, was I? or just turned 25. People would look at that as like, you know, you've kind of become the player you can, but I mean, a significant jump from 25 to now, um, the amount that I've learned and I'm still learning. Um, yeah, it's unbelievable. And like I even talking to players here in Thailand, it's like to explain how good the level is and like how good uh, training is and the level of training and the level of the players around that don't even touch the field. And then you go to other places like Thailand, which we'll get into or like other places I've seen. It's it's really it's truly I think it might be the best place in the world in terms of the all the league systems and the quality of the football. I mean, it's 
it's really tough to compare after being there for well, probably five and a half years. probably Eng- probably england is the best but england yeah exactly um but it's like it's become normal for me i've been there for five and a mm-hmm. half years so this is just this is how football is this is how it's played everybody knows how to play the right way this is how what coaches are looking for this is what players are looking for and there's a standard and the standard is extremely high on all levels and elsewhere it's just not the case mm-hmm. and then you say oh, it's a fourth division some people that don't know will be like oh it's a fourth league it can't be great but yeah when you see it you'll understand like it's ridiculously high for football in general and then it being a fourth division shows you just how strong the league system is yeah Agreed. And just to to jump off of that in terms of what I've learned, obviously, you can go into the tactical thing. I think I, I understand and see the game much differently over the last totally. three and a half years than yeah. I ever have. And I can dissect games much better from watching them on TV and things like that and understand formations a lot better, understand trainings a lot better, understand why certain things happen the way they do. Um, still learning in that regard. I think you never stop. But that one took a huge jump. Um my level of play obviously was one and then yeah i think just learning how much your environment can you know bring the best out of you in terms of the level it can bring you to i don't think i ever would have gotten to this level if uh, i was playing just you know part time in the us like um in an amateur league or something that was a few months and i'm not trying to shit on that like i had great times there and, and learned a lot there too but I just don't think you can ever get to that level by, you know, only playing for a few months or even, you know, playing year round, but in a different way, in a different place. You know, like I've, yeah. I played, I played in Australia and again, not to shit on Australia or anything. Like it's another place that's completely growing the game. But when you go to a place like Germany and you understand what's needed and what goes into it and all the things around the club, the fans, what's expected of you, you know, what's riding on this with promotion and relegation, like learning that pressure. That was another thing, the pressure that I learned from this and how to deal with it and how to work with it is something when you ask a German player who's been here for a while, probably is just kind of, again, second nature. But for us coming into stepping into something with an environment that's completely different is something that really we had to learn from and then grow with. And I think it's made us, you know, understand the game and play the game at a level that, like Sean said, people thought we probably could couldn't reach coming from a small D three school, you know, and yeah. being the players we were in high school or whatever, like thinking that okay, you're you're expected to get to here, and we got to here, you know, and hopefully we still go farther. But that's that's what I think we've learned and taken from it, and yeah, hopefully those who are very interested and want to get into the Arena Liga take all this information. Um, and use it to their advantage. Um, we're always here for questions. Obviously, if you want to dive into these topics a little bit more or specific topic, um, you can always reach out to us through our consultation form, which is on our website at footwork.club. There's also links to helpful resources like how to get a one-year visa in Germany. There's also how to get a one-year visa in Australia too. Um, so we're growing documents there. Um I don't know what else I'm missing in yeah. terms of documents there, but there's like a, how to get your CV good, how to make yeah. a highlight tape, all that shit. We German have that football stuff. phrases. I think we have Italian as well, or we have yeah, we have Spanish, I think too. I think we have Spanish. We, we have Portuguese or Portuguese or maybe both. I we'll have to um, check that. 
tie phrases coming soon. Tie phrases, <laughs> get it going, Sean. Um, yeah, tie no, I think that's it. English. I think, uh, I think, yeah, footwork will be back with the episodes more consistently. I think there's gonna be sooner than later more. Uh, yeah, finally be able to settle in. Um, yeah, we'll settle in and we'll too. get to our teams. But obviously, they know that soccer comes first. But when exactly when we are settled, then this will will take the front seat again, and we'll be able to schedule more often with guests because we just wanted to get back into it consistently. We have a guest here and there, and take long breaks. But we figured better to have a little bit of our summer transfer window. Um, but we want to come back with these a little bit more too. A lot of these dive into these leagues answering all these questions and hopefully providing you with enough information to make decisions, to take a jump, to make connections and, you know, get out of your comfort zone and, and push yourself in terms of environment. Cause you never know the player you can become when you get into a new environment and push yourself. Well said. So with that until next time, keep moving forward, keep learning and make your own path. Footwork is sponsored by ourselves and great companies such as Kong Fitness. But we love to partner with new brands that make their own paths, so get in touch if you must. Footwork.club, the official footwork website is now live, so make sure you go join the club and check out all the new content and all the new features. Find us on YouTube at Footwork Podcast. You better like and subscribe while you're there. If not, I don't know what to tell you. Find us on Instagram at Footwork underscore podcast. Great time there. Twitter at Footwork Podcast. TikTok at Footwork Podcast, where we like to post dance videos those are great but more importantly amazing content for any dream chasers out there plug plug pass tell your friends your enemies your mother your brother your sister your pastor it doesn't matter who tell the mailman your dog anybody that can listen like subscribe review because all of that helps while you're there we'll take whatever we can get to join the club join the club he messed me up i mean he can just he can just mash it together so it's fine (laughs) 